0: What is happening, you pack of fucking hins? Back here for episode two of the Anwar podcast. That's right, two dos a du Excited to be back. Uh still haven't got a theme tune or anything like that. Said I was gonna do that last week. But you know, shit happens. Well I actually never said I was gonna get the theme tune. I was just talking about one. And I thought I think I actually found one on YouTube. I was having a look, found a wee tune. I liked it. Might get in touch with a person, see if I can use it, just like maybe twenty, thirty seconds of it, and uh, see what happens. But the thing is, I don't know whether I'm allowed to use it or not because it uses a uh, it uses audio from another YouTube video of someone. Then the guys put a remix on it and stuff like that, so I don't know what, don't know whether I'm allowed to use it or not. But I might get in contact with them anyway. It sounds great. It would fit, it would fit this podcast down there. T. You know, so it'll just be me giving the introduction, then whatever, you know, the, the thing is. And then just me getting into it. So, anyway, we'll just go insert theme tune here. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. do not even know I'm allowed to use that. Count that, mate, me on my case. Here, mate, you humming my shit. The fuck Anywho. Anyway, you pack of fuck on Hermits, let's get jiggy with Started last week talking about uh, the whole Kevin Spacey thing. And uh, now there's fucking more shit in the news. John Travolta's at it next. Now, John Travolta's not at kitty fiddling, thankfully. You know, we are safe for another fucking day. But, uh, he's been accused, well, he was accused of sexual battery. And I had to look sexual battery up because I've heard of, I've heard of, uh, I've heard of, um, sexual harassment and I've heard of sexual assault but I've never really heard of sexual battery I looked it up I actually got the definition here I'll have a you look on me phone get you the actual definition I think it means different though in different states and he was in California so I'm not 100% sure what it means in California California California, California. Sexual battery may be defined as non-consensual touching of the intimate parts of another. At least in Florida, sexual battery means oral, anal or vaginal penetration by or union with the sexual organ of another or the anal or vaginal penetration of another by any other object. So, His was about, he was getting a massage, this was in 2000, he was getting a massage by uh, a young man. Well, young man, 21 years old at the time the The guy would have been twenty one years old at the time. I think John would have been, I think John's like sixty three, is he? So he would have been what forty six, probably forty six at the time. And he was getting him that massage, and he kept touching again, talking about gay fantasies and all with him. And then there's a whole thing about a sauna and shit like that there. And ugh, fuck anyway. And look, I, look, us compare apples to the apples here because even though Kevin Spacey and John Travolta are still being accused both of. Being a wee bit fucking shady on it. When it comes to the sexual aspect. Uh, what's that song? One of these things is not like the other. Like. John. Did a bit of inappropriate touching. When it was unwanted. Like. You, it's not. It's not. It's not alright. But you know. Cabin with. Underage. Boys. It's. Mm, it's a bit different. And I'm telling you right now. I am telling you. Right. Fucking. Now. There is no chance. On God's green earth. That he is fucking up Pulp Fiction for me. It's not happening. It's not happening. It is not happening. I will fucking hunt him down. With a fucking machete. If I have to. Before Pulp Fiction is ruined for me. Alright. Fuck you. It's not happening. It is not happening. It's not happening. And I've decided. That I'm not going to let. Kevin Spacey ruin. The usual suspects for me. Because. Well I say I'm not going to. But I haven't watched any of them yet. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to watch it. And just I'm not going to be able to watch it. But. I've I've decided that I'm going to at least try. And not let him fuck it up for me. Because it's it's an amazing movie. It is an amazing movie. And I don't want it fucked up. Because. I'll space a wee fucking hair the ball. Fucking arseholes like. And look. Let's be honest. John Travolta wasn't exactly. An amazing actor. He was a good actor, but he wasn't amazing actor. And even in Pulp Fiction, like he, it doesn't, he doesn't make or break the movie for me in Pulp Fiction, which I'm glad of. But the thing with Kevin Spacey is, Kevin Spacey is a, a huge star in Roland Usual Suspects, so I don't know what the fuck's going on here. But I'm going to give it a go anyway. I'm going to give it a go with Usual Suspects because it, it's too good of a movie just to fuck away because Kevin Spacey's a fucking asshole. Uh, well, oh, I, uh well, there was John Travolta in the news and all that got there but as far as like celebrity news I'm not, I'm not going to try and make this show about that it's just one of those things that you can't really deny it's like it's it's out there Uh, the other thing I was looking at I just looked at it and it caught my eye and the reason it caught me eye is because I have I know someone quite close to me who if this was implemented like say a couple months ago it would have affected them and it's saying that NHS cash squeezes forces hospitals. Ugh. Tongue tied there. Start that again. NHS cash squeeze forces hospitals to postpone non urgent non urgent operations. So that means people with like cataracts who need cataract surgery or or people who have hip hip replacements and people who don't know what a cataract is. A cataract is like sort of the frosting over of the eye. I wouldn't say frost frosting over is my word, it's not the, the medical word. The frosting over of the uh, iris. No, the frosting over... Well, the clouding over the eye. We'll put it that way. Clouding over the eye. where you need surgery and stuff like that there. I don't know someone very close to me that's had to go through that there. So it just caught my eye and stuff like that there. And why I would bring it up and stuff. Because thinking about like the NHS. And don't get me wrong, I, I am for the NHS. I've used it many times. More times than I've occurred to mention. But it's one of those ones where... It's a good service, but it's a flawed service because it it is free and people say, oh yeah, but you pay tax to it, we pay our tax to it. It's like, well, let's be honest, for the care you receive and for medication you receive or any surgery you had or need to have or just about to have, let's be honest, in terms of like how much you're paying, it's, it's nothing, it's, it's dick, it's nothing compared to what... You know the money of all that their shit costs, so we're we're getting it for free we're pretty much getting it for free and my my whole thing is phone just went off or hope you didn't hear that there my my whole thing is uh if you can go private go private that's what i would that's what I would recommend now I'm not at the point where I could go completely private at the minute, but uh, like for instance, when it comes to physios and stuff like that. I, I do go private when it comes to physios. Because the thing is with the NHS, say for instance you fuck something up, you fuck a leg up, an arm up, whatever, you go to them, you go to you have to go to first of all, you have to go to your doctor's first. You can't just go straight to an NHS physio. You have to go to the doctor first. And then the doctor gives you some bullshit fucking quote unquote assessment and tells you what you already fucking know. And then he goes, Oh yeah, we'll put you through to physio and then he goes, oh, I could be between you know, two to whatever many, I think it's when I was there, told me like between two to fucking 12 weeks or something. Mine only took eight weeks, which wasn't awful. But at the same time, it's eight weeks of the, the condition getting worse. Uh, It's <sighs> uh, like, for instance, anything, anything I've fucked up uh, and I've needed to go to see a physio and I've went for, I went for uh, private, it's been 100% better. It has been 100% better. Now, I don't mean in terms of the... the, the What would you say? The uh, the service you... Well, uh, like, put it as way. See if you go see an NHS physio or you go see a private physio. They've both been trained in the same place. So, you're going to get treated well, regardless. Uh, but, it's one of those ones where... Yeah, It's one of those ones where... With the NHS you need to wait, but with the private you don't. Like you might need to wait a couple of days, but for instance, there's been two occasions that I can remember where I've rang them up. Like say, for instance, I rang up at one o'clock and said, "Look, I'm looking to book a, I'm looking to book a, an appointment for the physio." And they're like, "Oh, right, right, no problem. Um, when would you like that? When would you like that to happen?" And you're going, "Ah, well, as early as possible, really." And they go, "Well, I uh, tell you what, we've got we've got something available at four. Is that all right for you?" you're like that's grand so I've I've rang him up at 1 and they go I've I've got something at 4 and I think actually the second time I rang him up I think it was like maybe like an hour or two hour and a half two hours later first time was um two hours later like but that's not it's not awful like so it's not uh so yeah if if you can't go private go private it's definitely worth it it's 100% worth it uh and look, I, I'm in the thing where if you have the money, go private. Now, I'm not, I not; wouldn't force this on anyone. Like, I'm not saying, all right, put rules and regulations in. But if you have the money, I think you should go private. Because, first of all, this is across the board. First of all, the uh, the service you're going to receive is better. I don't mean better in terms of once you get to see a doctor. But I mean in terms of actually getting to see a doctor. It's going to be much, much faster. Much faster to get this, actually see the doctor to get shit done and having to wait, because everyone else is doing it. And plus, the more people who, who do go private, the people that the NHS has to treat on the government's dime, which means the government's going to have more money to work with less people. So it's going to work out grand. And I'm sure there are a lot of people who do have money that do go private, because it is, it is better. And if I had the money, I would do it. I'm not saying that I, I probably... I suppose it probably could get on a small health plan, but I'm not at that point yet where I'm like, yeah, definitely need to get on it. And it's one of those ones: the younger you get on those health plans, the better because the lower your premium goes down. The lower your premium, first of all, the lower your premium starts at, and the lower or the the more it's going to decrease over the years. If you're obviously if you don't have claims, may seem like car insurance in that way. Uh, also, because with health insurance. You've got people competing with each other, so we're talking about the free market, you've got people uh, competing with one another. So in that sense, you've got uh, you've got competition. Because if you don't have competition, then and it's the only game in town, and they they set the rules, they set the regulations, they set the say prices or whatever. You know, for instance, if you want to say like, take uh, I don't know if you want to say say like. I want to say supermarkets? If we take supermarkets, so you could Tesco's aisles, the, uh, Sainsbury's or anything like that. There, if you go to one of them, and the price isn't good enough, say so there's no fucking way I'm paying that for that. You can go to one over, because there's competition. But if there's only one supermarket, like they say, a government supermarket, like it would be under like communism or whatever, like out there, the state would control everything. Then there's only one price. There's only one supermarket. I don't necessarily mean. There's only one supermarket in terms of location. But I mean. There's one supermarket. It's the government supermarket. There's one price for everything. And you're paying it regardless. Whether you have the money or not. Or whether you can afford it. Or whether you want to pay it. It doesn't fucking matter. You're paying it regardless. If you want to eat. You're paying paying whatever the fucking set. Whatever price they set. But I mean that's a. I think that's a. A subject. That I can definitely go into in more detail in another podcast. I think I'll stick on uh, I think I'll, I'm going to stick not on business but I'm going to stick more on like because we're saying about going private and stuff like that there and people uh, like I said i used the argument before well the NHS isn't really private because you pay national insurance uh, or not, not national insurance you pay tax or does national insurance go to it? see now that's something I would have to look up for myself <laughs> but you pay tax so you don't necessarily get it for free but like I explained you kind of do Especially if you've needed like big surgeries and stuff like that. there You have pretty much got it for free. And the whole thing about the NHS. When I said people going private. It would lower the prices and stuff. Or not the prices. It would mean you would get better service. Because you would have more money to work with less people. But then all, everyone brings up the thing. Well then if everyone's on it. Why don't we get more people to pay taxes. Or more people to pay more taxes. And I don't. I have a problem with that. When it comes to taxes because i don't believe that just because someone does better they should be punished for it. like the the more money you make the more i'm going to take from you i don't agree with that you know and this is coming from someone who is a low is like minimum wage paid worker you know, so i'm not coming from someone who has a lot of money going oh, i don't want to i don't, don't want to take my money and stuff like that there. but it's one of those ones the more money people make the more money they're taxed, right? So the more incentive people have for hiding their money and the more incentive people have for making tax laws or influence tax laws so they don't have to pay that money. Like, for instance, when we talk about corporations, say, whatever the corporation tax is, fuck, I should have had this fucking... I think in America the corporation tax is 35%, or it was 35% before Trump got in office. Don't know what it is now. I'll tell you what, I'll, talk in hy- I'll talk in hypotheticals because I don't have all the information in front of me, which I should have had. And I'll I'm gonna I'm gonna be better at that there like when I'm talking about things so I can give you names and what they were talking about and stuff instead of just going, oh they were saying this and they were saying that. But say for instance Let's say for instance corporations tax is thirty five percent, right? Uh the thirty five percent for a business is a lot. Taken right off the top, it's a lot. It is a lot. People go... Oh, yeah, but... You know, they're making all that money and stuff. Yeah, but you have to understand the overhead. You have to understand, first of all... uh, Well, no, the overhead... That's why there is tax loops. I'm going to talk about... Tax... Cut... Or... uh, Tax cuts and all that for businesses. Because... They're... Pretty much what the government does with tax cuts... Is incentivizes businesses... To take that money... And put it back in their business... To grow their business. So, therefore, their business... Can earn more money. So, therefore... They can pay, so therefore the government can get more amounts of money and tax revenue because that business is earning more money. Because in reality, if the business doesn't earn money, then the government doesn't get its tax money and stuff like that there. So in order for the company to survive, it needs to be, have funds to invest back into the company and it also needs to make a profit because if it's not making a profit, it's going to go under because people aren't going to be able to live, people aren't going to be to be able to survive and stuff like that. And if you had, like, say, a flat tax for businesses, because real realistically, people want to up corporation tax. But the more you up corporation tax, the less corporations are going to pay. Because every time you put in a law or a regulation to up corporation tax, the corporations find a way to put in laws and regulations to get tax breaks and stuff like that. There, like, look at Google and all like that. Like with the whole Google thing, where they say, "Oh, we're in Ireland," stuff like that. Everything they done. Was legal. There's not one thing they done that was illegal. Yeah everyone was pissed off about them. You should have paid your tax. You should have paid your tax. Everything they done was 100% legal. And I think. I think. uh, Whatever year it was. Google played something like. like, Something stupid. Like in the single. Fi- in, in the single figures. If not. In the. D- decimal. uh, Decimal places. Decimal. Am I saying that right? Either in the single figures. Or like. Say 0.9 or 0.8 or whatever percent on tax like they paid nothing they paid fucking dick compared to what they earned but again they've done that 100% legally 100% within the law that's why no one was arrested that's why no one was arrested and people can go oh yeah but no one was arrested because fucking the game's rigged the game's rigged it's fucking these corporations this that and the other and shit like they got there and look At the end of the day, corporations is just a group of people. Like me and you. Just a group of people trying to make shit happen. And I don't think people should be punished for that. And at the end of the day, if we don't have corporations, you don't have jobs. Yeah, you have government jobs, but that's that's another thing I could talk about. The difference between private and public sectors, but we'll get into that another time. But for instance... I'm employed with a corporation. I'm sure I'm sure most of you are employed with a co- corporation. However big or small, or maybe like an LLC or something like that there, but let's talk about just corporations in terms of private business, alright? Most of us are employed in private business, whether it be restaurants, supermarkets, uh, you know, fast food chains, which is what you could say a restaurant, but you know what you know what I'm getting at. Most of I'm employed by a corporation, alright? And if you up their tax, people like me aren't going to have a job. And another thing about people not me having a job, which is going to be controversial, they're going to be like, what the fuck? Now, bear in mind, before I say this, I am a minimum wage worker. Well, actually, I'm not. I, the place I work at actually pays you slightly more than minimum wage, which is good. Uh, but pretty much, minimum, Like, within, within put it this way, I don't even know what the minimum wage is at the minute. Stuff like that there. Is it like 760 something? But way. I get paid slightly more than minimum wage for the place I work at, right? And people are talking about, oh, the minimum wage, increasing the minimum wage, increasing all this here stuff. Oh, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. It's like the minimum wage increasing isn't a good thing. And most people are going, what the fuck? But you are a minimum wage. Why would you not like that? I'll tell you why, right? If you increase minimum wage, Everything else goes up, which means the more the extra money you get, uh, could actually end up being less in the long run. Because we'll start with jobs at the minute, right? The more you increase the minimum wage, the less busi- the less people businesses are going to be able to employ, all right? Because even something like say for instance, you increase the minimum wage by an extra fifty p. To the individual, that's an extra 50p an hour. To the company, especially if it's a giant company, that could be an extra million, two, three, four, five million or something. They have to pay out, all right? And people go, but they're making all this money, but you need to understand business, all right? Some job, like they're saying about putting the minimum wage up to £10, all right? Here's, here's, Here's the realistic truth, right? There's a lot of jobs, including my job, which is not worth £10 an hour. It's not. And I'm not saying my job's easy, you know. There are parts of it which are good, but there are parts of it where you're working your fucking balls off, just constantly going, and you're fucked by the end of it, all right? But it's still not worth £10 an hour. And don't get me wrong, if someone decides to pay me £10 an hour, I'm going to take it. I'm not stupid, all right? But it's not worth £10 an hour. And here's the thing. The The more minimum wage you have, the less... You'd even say the less opportunity the individual has. There's a couple of points I'm going to talk about, but let's talk about this here. One, you take you introduce a minimum wage, you uh, put it this way you take away jobs that say young people could have done that maybe only were like worth five pounds an hour, and when you get like a 14, 15 year old, 16 year old in the job, five pounds an hour, you're taking that away from people because now, now the government is saying, even though. I think the ten pound an hour is for people who are like twenty one or something. So the people below that will be paid slightly less, but still you're still gonna be paid probably like seven, eight, maybe nine pound an hour if you're younger than twenty one. So you're taking away jobs that young people could have done, but they're they're not gonna do anymore because businesses aren't gonna hire them because they can't afford to hire them. Alright? So that's one. Two, you reduce the amount of hours uh, businesses are able to give out, all right, and you reduce the amount of the hours that businesses can give out to each individual, because if you up the minimum wage to ten pound an hour, that means say a job that, like I said, say a job that was maybe only worth so much, like five pound an hour, you you're not going to hire someone for five pound an hour to do that job. You're going to take someone who's already working in your business and delegate, or a couple people in your business, and delegate that job that was maybe five pound an hour to them which means productivity productivity's probably going to go down sure look at all these fucking went off again he'd turn this off or something just want to rant there so what was the the job the businesses and the whole R thing and stuff like that there ah oh, flip I lost my lost my train of thought there businesses ours and stuff Oh yes no I was, was going to say look, sure look at all the zero R contracts they have now and they're employing people, that only giving them like four hours a shift, so they don't have to, so, because, the way it works in my place, oh, excuse me, the way it works in my place is if you work four and a half hours or more, you're entitled to a 15 minute break, and the more hours you work, the more your break you're entitled to, right? So they're only employing people in four hour shifts, so it means... That they don't have to pay for their break. And people can be like, oh that's monstrous and all that guess here. But you need to understand where they're coming from. Put yourself in their shoes. The more the minimum wage you've got, the more overhead they have. Because the more overhead they have, because the more employees, the more money they have to pay employees. So say for instance you had 30 employees and you're paying them £7 an hour. Next thing it goes to £8 an hour you're like, oh fuck, 30 employees. you know? Cause It's only a pound. It's only a pound extra, but it adds up to a lot. And I'm not going to sit here and do the fucking miles on it. Like, if you are working 40 hours, you had know, 30 people working 40 hours, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, you're going to have to cut people. Because in order to have the same overhead, if you're paying 30 people £7 an hour, all right, and they're working 40 hours a week, all 30 of them, then all of a sudden it goes up to £8 an hour, then you're going to have to cut a couple of jobs in order to try and keep the overhead the same amount of money. Because yes, it's only a pound of the individual, but it's a stupid amount of money to the business owner. And at the end of the day, the business owners are us. We, okay, a lot of us don't own businesses. There's more employees than our business owners. But at the end of the day, bus- someone who opens a business is just like you and me. There's no different Just because they're opening a business doesn't make them all of a sudden part of the Illuminati or some shit like that. The same with corporations. Yes, there are corporations that do bad things, there are individuals and corporations that do bad things, alright? But you know, all corporations are run by people. We need to stop demonising corporations, because at the end of the day, if there wasn't these corporations, I wouldn't have a job, and I'm sure a fuckload of you wouldn't have a fucking job. And also, the thing with minimum wages, I'm going to make another couple of points, and then I'm going to end this, because if I keep going, I could talk about this for probably fucking three hours, right? And yeah, Not even just the minimum wage, but the corporation. And in fact, I might actually make... I think, I think that's the next episode I'm going to talk about. I'm going to go on. I'm going to expand more on this. But anyway, back to the minimum wage. If you up the minimum wage, like I said before, everything goes up. So the price of living goes up. Alright? The price of food goes up. The price of everything goes up when you up the minimum wage. Because the more... You have to play pay employees the more overhead a business have, and someone's gonna have to foot that bill somewhere. Alright. It's either gonna have to be the employees that work in the store, like I said before, or the or the business, whatever it is, or it's gonna be the customers, the clients, the consumers. Alright. Because if I own a supermarket and I have to pay people an extra pound per hour, all right, that's gonna raise my overhead, which means I'm either gonna have to cut people's hours and or I'm gonna have to cut People, I'll have to cut employees, or I'm gonna to have to charge more from my products, so I can keep that overhead from from just spir- spiraling out of control. So if, because think about it, everything we consume is from a corporation, from a business. You go to a supermarket; that's a corporation. Most of them, are, yeah, I will know. They're all they're all corporations. If you when you're banned products, after you're banned from businesses. And say we'll say corporations like businesses. So when I say corporation don't mean thinking Apple, but yes, Apple and stuff like that there. But so if you go and you buy a packet of ham, you're buying a packet of ham from a from a corporation that is selling the product in another corporation. So when you go to a supermarket, even though you buy their own brand, you're still buying it from their their business. So people have to work in packing ham or packing anything. All right, and yes, there is a lot of factory where it's machine oriented, but you still need people to control it. So if you're up in if you're up in the minimum wage, it means the people in those factories are going to have to be paid more to do the same job. And put it this way, another thing with minimum wage side note, not even a side note because it is a it, it is a point on its own. If you up the minimum wage, everyone's pay has to go up because, for instance, say for instance you have a restaurant, you have a dishwasher, right? Who you're paying. You're paying your dishwasher seven fifty an hour, right? And you're paying your cook ten pound an hour. And I don't know how it works in the restaurant. Maybe you're all paid the same or whatever. But I'm just giving an example. You're you're paying your dishwasher seven fifty an hour, and you're paying your cook ten pound an hour, right? Then all of a sudden, the minimum wage goes up to ten pound an hour. You have to pay your dishwasher ten pound an hour, all right? Your cook isn't working for ten pound an hour. What the? F- I'm not working for fucking ten pound an hour. Go fuck yourself, you know. Or even a if you wanna put ticket like the say a supermarket or something like that, you have an employee, say for instance you're paying them seven fifty an hour, and all of a sudden you have to pay them ten pound an hour, your team leaders aren't gonna work for ten pound an hour. You're gonna to have to put theirs up to like say twelve pound an hour or whatever. And your managers aren't fucking working for ten pound an hour. Or say say for instance, before your your employees were getting seven fifty, your uh, team leaders were getting ten pound and your say your managers were getting or say 12.50 an hour or whatever right so if the employee goes from 7.50 to 10 pound that means the chance of the team leader is going to have to go from 10 pound to 12.50 and if the managers if the team leaders are getting 12.50 then the managers are going to have to go from like 12.50 to 15 pound or something or 15.50 so everything goes up so up in the minimum wage people think it's affecting corporations it's not it's affecting working people like you and me because it means there's going to be less jobs. And when we do get the job. We're going to be offered less hours. Like put it this way. How many fucking full time contracts are going? How many 39, 40 hour a week contracts are going? These days. You know. Go on a job site. I guarantee you. The majority of them. The fucking majority of them. I you know for like low skilled working. Is all part time. 12 hours, 16 hours, 20 hour contracts there's no like going and getting a 39-hour contract for a low-skilled job is I, i'm sure if you there's someone out there that could go and find it and go here you dickhead i found this one so why fuck yourself i get it you i'm sure you are, can't find them but i guarantee well i wouldn't guarantee it, but i'm i assume i strongly assume they're a dime a dozen it's not it's not one of those things where uh it, they're all over the place where it's like when my, say my parents were working where you could just walk into one job one full time job and walk out and walk into another it's not the same it's just the minimum wage there's someone that said about if you introduce the minimum wage minimum wage kills opportunity in terms of negotiation because if you're going to someone and the, the, the wage is set you're getting £7 an hour regardless of whether you're Say, for instance, you're working in a supermarket, whether you're working on fresh foods, whether you're working on the electronics, whether you're working on grocery, whether you're working on checkouts, whether you're working down in the the warehouse. Regardless how physical your job is or how uh, mentally straining your job is, you're getting paid the same across the board. And some people say, well, that's equal. Not really. Not necessarily, because different jobs within businesses have different uh, good and bad points. Some jobs are more dangerous than other jobs. Like for instance, differences between stacking shelves compared to working down in a warehouse. It's not the same because working down in here, you're you're pulling giant loads of uh, of uh, what, they, what you would call them, supermarket cages. So like just i you've, you've, I'm sure you've all seen them before, just a big metal. Rectangular thing with three sides, one side open, and then just products on it. And when you're working on shelves, you have to pull them out as well on the floor, but you're pulling one out every, say, 20 minutes or something like that, there 20 minutes, half an hour, depending on how fast you can get the shelves done and shit like that. There, when you're working down the warehouse, you're, you're you'd are be pulling out whenever the delivery comes. I wouldn't even know, but I would guess probably like 20 30 plus, and you're constantly doing that and having to put them thing and you're having to break them down and put. You know, whatever goes and whatever aisle, try and do it like that. There, the best way. How long? I'm gonna have to adjust this mic. You might hear a wee. No? Right, happy days. So, there's the thing with because there's minimum wage, and you introduce it, people, you take away people's negotiating power because people could go, well, do you know what? You're offering £7 an hour, but the job obviously has dangers to it and stuff like that. There, I would feel more comfortable with getting maybe like an extra 50p or a pound, right? And that, People are listening, like going, that wouldn't work. Yes, you're right, it wouldn't work these days because of minimum wage. People look at you, going, look, the job's seven pound an hour. It's not going up or down. It's seven pound an hour. There's no negotiating here. Either you want the job or you fucking don't. And now with that, with that, their stuff. When you're going down that there line in terms of negotiations, that's when you really start getting into business. And economics and stuff like that there, when you start talking about negotiating pay and stuff like that there, so I'll maybe leave that for another episode as well, Uh, so yeah, if you haven't haven't guessed it already, I'm not really a big fan of upping the minimum wage, Um, and probably I'll make one last point, and then I'll end, because I've been going here for a while, one last point on minimum wage is, and I've just forgot it there, (laughs) for fuck's sake, right, minimum wage, yeah, no minimum wage, up in the price, hours and stuff like that. I tell you what, I I forgot the point. I forgot the point. So we'll just you'll just have to leave it for another podcast. With minimum wage, what the what the fuck was I thinking of? Minimum wage, up in the price, shit like that. There. Um, right, fuck it. I'll leave it for another podcast because I'm not remembering it here. Right, so that is it. And like last week, I'm going to continue this on. At the end of every podcast, I'm going to talk about a book that I've read, give it a review and stuff like that. And the book of this week is called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Not to be confused by The Art of War by Sun Tzu. Two completely different books. Wrote by two completely different people in two completely different eras. The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield is a book all about It's all about how we trick ourselves and when we're talking about oh we're going to do this and we're going to do that. How we trick ourselves and convince ourselves not to go through it. Now when he's talking about the world of art so there is an artistic thing. He's a writer so he talks about writing and stuff. And he also talks about the muse and if people don't know what the muse is it's you could even say it's more like a spiritual thing where it's a creativity a creative uh, energy or something people feel they can tap into. Now I'm not, not really... I don't really go down that line of thinking. Because yeah, to be honest with you. His book is a tad bit woo-woo. Like we spiritual and woo-woo for me and stuff like that there. But if you can see past that. If you're one of those ones. Oh for fuck's sake. I couldn't be reading this. Oh have you asked the universe for this. This is going to happen and shit. It's not that bad. If you can see past. it, It's not really. It's not thick with like spiritual woo-woo bullshit. But if you can see past it and stuff. You can definitely, you definitely get the message. It's it's like if you've ever said something like, say for instance, oh, we'll take it out of the art ordinary. I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow, right? Then tomorrow I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow at five o'clock. Then tomorrow rolls around and five o'clock's rolling around, and then you're going, um, I would go to the gym, but you know I'm a bit tired. Uh, I've got I've got stuff to do tomorrow. I don't want to be sore and stuff like that. you're talking yourself out of it. You told yourself you were going to do something, and you're reasoning with yourself and this is the thing like especially the smarter you are, the harder it is to f- stick to something you said you were going to do because you you're you can convince yourself better, you can reason with yourself more you can give yourself better reasons why not to do something, and you know what some of the reasons might be good, but at the end of the day, you said you were going to go to the gym at five o'clock, so go to the fucking gym at five o'clock or We'll bring it back into the art realm. If you're a writer... And you say... Right... Tomorrow I'm going to write... A thousand words... Or say... Tomorrow I'm going to write for an hour... You Make up tomorrow... Tomorrow when you're... Uh, right. I'm te- I'll go go get something to eat first... Before I start writing... You go get something to eat... You come back... You've had something to eat... I'll, I'll sit here for an hour... Let it settle... You sit there for an hour... You go... Uh, uh, i tell you... I'll clean... I'll clean the house first... Before I go and write... You go clean the house, you sitting sitting there going Right. I tell you what, I'll go I'll walk the dog first, then I'll come back and I'll I'll write for an hour. You go, you walk the dog. Next thing you know, you've walked the dog, you've done the housework. Next thing you know it's dinner time. You're like Right, I tell you what, I'll I'll have dinner and after dinner I'll uh I'll I'll write for an hour. You have your dinner. You sitting there, you're going Right I tell you what. I'll sit here for an hour, let my dinner rest, then I'll go write for an hour. You sit there for an hour and resting, and say while you're resting, you're watching a TV show, an hour goes past, and you're going, something happens at the end of the TV show, you're going, I'll watch one more episode, then I'll I'll go right for an hour, I'll definitely go right for an hour, you watch another episode, then you're right, right, tell you what, I'll go right for an hour, then you look at the clock, and you realise, it's 10 o'clock, you're like, I don't really know if, Writing ten late at night is gonna be best for me. Best, it's going, I'm gonna do my best work. You know, I tell you what—I'll leave it till tomorrow. I'll write tomorrow. All right. So you've—so even though you've said you're gonna write for an hour, but what—what how many excuses did I make? Like maybe six or seven, eight, maybe ten excuses. All right. Through tiny wee excuses, one after the other. All right. You've wasted a whole fucking day, when all you had to do was sit down for one hour and write. And in that book, it, that book is just full of examples like that there. He gives his own personal examples of how he went through stuff like that there, where he said he was going to do something and he reasoned himself out of it. So it's a very good book. But like I said, it is a tad bit spiritual and tad bit woo-woo on it. But if you can get past that, it is it is a great book. So that is uh, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. I think I'm pronouncing this Pressfield right. The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Again, not The Art of War, but The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. And the, now, The Art of War, I've heard, is a good book as well, it, you know, it's fucking from a Chinese general, I think, like the 8th century, so it's survived the test of time, so there's obviously something to it, but uh, I have, I've never read it, there was a time where I had a wee app on my phone and there was audiobooks, and I, ha- I was going to have a wee listen at the audiobook, and I did, but couldn't get, I couldn't get into the audiobooks, because I find when I'm listening instead of reading, my mind wanders a lot, um... I go off and wee tangents and stuff like that. Me own wee mind. And before you know it. The the audiobook has been on for 10 minutes. And you've maybe only heard a minute of it. And not even a full minute. Like a minute. Like a couple of seconds here. A couple of seconds there. So audiobooks aren't the best for me. But if they're the best for you. Uh, I don't know about Stephen Pressfield's book. But you can go on. You can download apps to listen to Sun Tzu anyway. And I might actually get that there book. And read it. Just see what the whole fuss is about. Anyway. That is me for this podcast. Uh, so the book everything and if there's anyone who has book recommendations or videos for me to watch on YouTube and stuff like that there please send them my way and like I said last week and I'll continue to say non-fiction no fiction books I'm not in again like I said before like I said last episode I like consuming my fiction three movies and T V shows. So no fiction, non fiction and formative books. I wanna I wanna get a huge chunk out of it. Not really in the autobiographies, but if it's really compelling and you think yo, you would like this, send it my way. Anyway, fuck. I was going I wanna try and make this episode shorter than the last one, but I've actually went over. I'm actually another I'm actually a couple of minutes over. Just can't shut me up, so you can't <laughs> Uh anyway so if anyone wants to get in contact with me, like give me book recommendations or just comments and stuff like that there, uh, it's the same across the board for Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, YouTube, alright, and podcast. Go on to go Facebook, Twitter, go on to SoundCloud, go on to YouTube and type in and podcast and you'll find me. It's a logo with a, it's a red circle with a black background or some some of them you'll only see the red circle. Am podcast, click on it, like, follow. If you're on SoundCloud or YouTube, uh, well, if you're watching this on YouTube. You're listening to this on SoundCloud. You know, like if you liked it, like it, comment, share, subscribe. Everything helps. And the thing with sharing is, which would be a giant help for me if you would do is if you would share it on your own page, so your friends could see it, and I could get more people that way. Because with Facebook, I invited every one of my friends list to the uh, page, but I don't know what Facebook's up to because it was writing to a couple of friends going oh, Did you get that invite? A sent and a lot of them were saying they didn't get it, and then one of them says I didn't get a notification. I got an email, whatever the fuck happened there. Anyway, so again, sharing it would be a giant help. Would help me out massively. Uh, liking the YouTube video with the SoundCloud helps boost the video up. So you know if you if if you like the episode, love to do that there. And if you like if you listen to this and you're liking and you're liking what I'm doing, subscribe to the channels, cause. I'm only going to get better at this here. And I'm only going to put out more content. And uh, this episode I'm doing now. Was supposed to be put up on Friday. It's going to be put up on Saturday. You know, Shit happens. (laughs) I try to get it up on Friday. But shit happens and stuff like that. Because at the end of the day. I'm not doing this full time. I've still got other shit to do. Unfortunately. But at one point. Hopefully I'll be doing it full time. Anyway. I'll wrap this up. So it's not fucking an hour long here. Uh. And as always, and I can say that now because it's episode two, bitches, as always, as always, much love, up a fucking pillars, and remember one thing, don't go being a fucking wreck.